Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, with Raider Nick. Not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the third most popular Raiders podcast coming to you on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And it's brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse Forum, the number one Raiders fan forum. Get online and get interacting because it's great. You'll find them on Twitter, you'll find them on Facebook, and you'll find them on their own app. It's just absolutely fantastic. You should go in there. They've got their own app. Well, it's not an app. What's it called? That thing you log in in order to get in. I can't remember what it's called. Sorry about that, GE. It's a really bad plug this week, but there's this thing where you log on. If you search it online... Yeah, it's a forum, but it's an actual application you have to go in. Anyway, I've completely forgotten what it's called, but they've got one of those. Anyway... Um, a lot of the clubs do it too. And we're also brought to you with a cash money sponsorship of Land Speed Records. Come in and get your CDs, your LPs, your turntables, your clothing, your posters, your T-shirt and all other manner of paraphernalia sold to you by people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, it means you love the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, we're also on um, Spotify these days as well. People have been asking, are we on Spotify? Yes, we're on Spotify. And we're also on iTunes, so subscribe. That way you'll you'll get that episode first before everyone else. You'll never miss an episode. And uh, while you're on there, why not give us a rating and review? Someone anonymously gave us a one star review recently, and <laughs> we can take we can take criticism, but at least tell us why. A one star review. <laughs> I'm suggesting it's probably someone close to us. Um, which that's fine. That's fine. Look, all all feedback is accepted. But yeah, please tell us why, so we can try and improve. You know, because we're here to. Um, improve and give you what you need. Actually, that's complete bollocks. We don't give a shit what you think. Uh, and we're unlikely to give a crap what you think either. Um, unless, of course, you have a well-reasoned argument. And we'll probably argue with that anyway. Um, but uh, the, there's a couple of big things that we yes, want to so talk the, about. The, the, the main one that really happened between... So this we don't... Well, we record this podcast and then it's about 12 hours later before it actually... Materialises. It, it, yeah. it hits the airwaves because yeah, usually, right. you know, we have to... Edit out a few, and when we say you know, we, he means him because yeah. I don't do any of the technical stuff. Have to edit out every time you say um, "totally" or freaking. "totally freaking," <laughs> "totally freaking," you "totally know. freaking." I say you know, but now you say you know now. More recently, you've been saying it even more than me, so maybe that's totally just, freaking. But you know, yeah, it's totally freaking to find. It's 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 totally anyway. We digress, which is yes. also what we do. Um, so anyway, between recording the episode mm. and it hitting the airwaves or the internet, uh, the Curtis Scott news broke, and it broke in a big way, and and all charges were dropped, and mm-hmm. so it sort of was. We did mention the last episode, and it was kind of a bit weird, but um, I went pretty hard on on Curtis. You did, and I I called for him to be sacked. You did, uh, and. Obviously, in light of seeing the, the footage emerge, it's hard to believe it ever got that far. Uh, and not just hard to believe it ever got that far. Who was the police prosecutor? Exactly. Who decided to even go to the point where that video could be shown? I know. All it did was paint the police in an absolutely terrible light. All I can think is the police prosecutor had a personal beef with those arresting officers and wanted them to look as bad as possible. I don't I don't think that would be... No, but it's the, the only thing I can come up with, how you would even vaguely go through with that when clearly that was an incorrect arrest. Like, like I don't know much about these things. I was looking at it thinking, yeah, he's, well, a bit of a, you know, he's got a bad back tattoo and all, but I think you have to give him... Well, how about, his, how about his storm on his arm? That's a bit of a shocker as well. He's allowed to have a storm on his arm. He won a premiership with yes, the storm. fair enough. Um, uh, you know, you're allowed to, to have that sort of stuff that's there. But, um, yeah, look, I know you went his throat and you called for him to be sacked and all that sort of stuff um, at that time, and you are retracting now because it turns out that Curtis probably was a bit hastily felt. I must say I didn't have the courage of Blake at that time to make the same call, and I felt exactly the same way Blake did. Um, so I'll hoist that now. I was of the area that if we could have put a postage stamp on him then and sent him back, I would have done the same thing. Now, having seen the video, I recognise why we didn't do that, and I'm hoping he comes back with a monkey off his back and turns into the player we wanted to be. And I'm sorry, Curtis. I know you're listening out there. I'm sorry. I think that, yeah, he will. We will see a, a, a better player, because obviously that's weighed pretty heavily 
on him the whole time. Apart from Anthony, one of the things he said is because he hadn't seen the footage. He didn't really recall what He wasn't really in a state to know what was going on. No. And I mean, look, he made some poor decisions, obviously, in the lead up to that point. Yeah. You know, throwing his mobile phone. Well, going out and getting completely rotten. Getting, I mean, out, of the, who, getting out of the cab that Elliot who, put him in to go home. Yeah, right. Who hasn't, who hasn't passed out? Under a tr- you know, who hasn't passed out under guilty, a tree? <laughs> guilty as charged. I mean, but, my, my shame was in uh, the park at Cooma. Right. Um, but, you know... That would have been cold. Eh, actually, on that particular day, it wouldn't have mattered because I was so damn sick. I just wanted to lie down somewhere. I implored the people to travel on without me and I'd figure out how to get home later. Fair enough. They didn't leave uh, me. Look, yeah, we've all... We've all especially at the age it's still you, one of the things about Curtis Scott is because he's been around for so long mm. you forget that how young he is he's still only 22 which is very very young so look he made some poor decisions but he did not deserve to no. get bloody tasered and pepper sprayed and, to be and, and now you can understand why his first um, uh, attorney who was subsequently replaced was going on and saying this is an outrage yeah it bloody well was I know and look as soon as the police prosecutors you know, totally misread society in the room because the the view a magistrate takes is what would a reasonable person yeah. think on seeing this? And any reasonable person looks at that and thinks the police were totally... Out of line. Out of line, It yeah. was really, really poor behaviour on their part. And it's like, you know, you might be in a position of power. Yes, it's Australia Day and you're probably sick of drunk punters and all those sort of things, but that's the job. Yeah. That's that's the job. We all have peace in our jobs where we have to press out. You know, think about, and many of you out there are parents to small children. There are times when you think to yourself, I think the best result here would be holding that thing down till the bobble stop coming up. Um, but you don't do it. And you know why you don't do it? Because they're your child and you have to be the biggest person. And when you sign up to the police force, you really know what you're going to be dealing with. That doesn't make it easy and that doesn't mean you don't snap every now and then. But when you do snap, you don't take the charges through to the court. No. So anyway, he's he's got some pretty hefty legal fees as a result of all this, and I, I would I don't be very think you'll sub- be paying them. No, no. And whether or not, I doubt him beyond that he'll pursue a civil matter further. But you know, there'd be there'd be grounds grounds for it. In in regards to a civil matter, if he's thrown his phone and he had been making a tool of himself, it's going to be hard for him to prove a civil matter because there are extenuating circumstances. Yes. Purely from a legal point of view, the the arrest was incorrect and it was out of hand. And the magistrate clearly saw it that way. Not sure how it got there. But anyway, good on you, Curtis, for getting off. I'm sorry for uh, having had those thoughts about you. Um, I wish you all power. And please take this as my sincere apology. One, one thing that did emerge out of all this Curtis Scott backlash is the reports that he received, you know, threats against his family and everything else. I find that a little hard. One, I find that a little hard to believe that anyone would actually uh, threaten Why? You. Exactly. And two, if they did do such a thing, well, report them to the police, you know, totally. and, and that, that, that's, a cr- that's a criminal matter and that sort of thing is going to be stamped out. And if it was Raiders fans, which again, I struggle to believe it was Raiders fans, I didn't see anything of that yeah. sort on social media that people were making. People said, yeah, he's an idiot and he should be sacked and I was one of them. But you certainly didn't get, go to a personal level or threaten someone's family or anything like that. No. So, so if someone did, I'm sure the club, you know, if it was a Raiders member and yeah. Kick him out. We don't want him. It was pretty piss poor. But there was other good news in this week. And uh, to quote the classics, Papa won't leave you, Henry. I always felt in my heart that he wouldn't leave us. But of course, when these stories come up, as I said last week, in light of some of the recent, you know, losses and things that have gone on, it's Mm. a bit kind of... (gasps) You're a bit worried. uh, But as I said last week, and I said, I'm very confident that's not going to happen. I'm very confident the club's confident. I'm also confident because I know what they've been making as a war chest, as I told you, for specifically this extension. They have been thinking about this a long way back and when they were talking about the Bateman and what they'd go to, when they were talking about all sorts of deals and what they'd go to, there was a lot of Josh Papali mixed in with that and they've been thinking about that mm-hmm. for a long time. I was fairly confident, but having said that, again, to quote the classics, I'm very glad Papa isn't going to leave us. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's... I'd said a couple of weeks ago that, and I still stand by it, he will go down as one of, if not the greatest forwards to ever pull on the green jersey. I mean, people compare him to Lazarus and Bradley Clyde are the only two which you could really have an argument with. The only two you can uh, really have an argument with. Ahead of him now, and look, 
He's going to play a lot more games in green. He's probably going to play as many games in green as those two guys combined. Yeah. And and look, and that's the thing. He's pulled in front of the Pongiers, the Lomaxes, the Steve Walters. Even Ruben Wicky, I'd say. At this uh, stage. He's, uh, and Ruben Wicky, Dean Lance. I think yeah. he's, a, he's in front of those guys now. It really is only, in my eyes, it's really only Clyde that's still in front of him. I think he's pulled in front of Lazarus simply for the fact that Lazarus left. Yeah. He's I think played, if Lazarus had stayed, he'd still have a mountain he's, to climb. He's played a lot more games than Lazarus. Lazarus, you know, left is pretty much, you know, at a very low point. Um, Understandably. But, you know, like, the Raiders made their choices as well of who they gave the money to and who they yeah. didn't at that Brent stage. Brent Todd also left at the same time. Did, did you ever hear that? Did you ever hear the no, quote, no, famous quote of, 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 of Brent Todd? Oh, I did, I like did. <laughs> if, if Blake can dig that up, we'll put it in there. But, um, you know, which was odd because he was married. Well, there you go. <laughs> that didn't anyway. work out. Do you know he became a New Ze- in New Zealand? Like he went back to New Zealand and he became a uh, like a, a reality TV star. And then he he's had a very colourful life. Yeah, yeah. I think there were I think there was drugs, guns, everything. Really, he yeah. always looked like clutch cargo to me. If you're yes. old enough to remember that. But yeah, Papa didn't leave us. And I think uh, we're going to break with a bit of tradition and we're going to go into reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. One, two. And that is the first reason to be cheerful. He didn't leave us, but I want to look at specifically reason to be cheerful. When Josh Papali buried Cameron McInnes in the game against the Dragons, who didn't smile? And I like Cameron McInnes. I think he's a good player. He's one of the best things the Dragons got going for him. But McInnes looked up and he saw in front of him Tom Starling and said, yeah, I'll have a piece of that. Oh, they were all running at Tom. They were all running. They were at Tom all running Starling. at Tom Starling, and all of a sudden, he got hit by a train court. Papa dropped the ball, and the match was over at that point. Papa just went, and then he he got subs off. He didn't have to come back on the field, but in that moment, he won the match. A lot's been made of um, whether or not Ben Hunt should play nine or seven for the Dragons. Mm. I honestly think that uh, McGuinness would love Ben Hunt to go back to seven as soon as possible because playing, you know, not playing hooker. He's had to take a lot more hit ups, and he's really he's copped the hammering. Not, he's not big enough, yeah. to, to be doing. He's the really copped the hammering. And, and, and in, in defence, he's doing the Alan Tung role. He's doing it brilliantly, yeah, and he's great at it. But he's just again like Alan Tung, not big enough to do hit ups. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's a good player, but he's already yeah, he's he's looking pretty rough around the head, especially. And Papa really, 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 really. So that was like Papa's now got possibly the tackle of the year and the. Um, the ankle tap of the year and the burying tackle of the year. I don't year. know if you saw, all the Dragons fans were blowing up saying that he hit him in the head and there it, it was no way. No, no. There was no, no charge, there was nothing. It was it was a good it old just, school shot. The thing that we reason to be cheerful about Josh Papali and one of the reasons why I will say that he goes down as, will go down as the greatest Raiders forward, his durability. Mm. I mean, you know, we, he, he went down against the, the Roosters and we were thinking, oh God, how many weeks? Yeah, yeah. And straight back in the next yeah. game against the, against the Dragons, and he, you know, a lot of younger Raiders fans wouldn't remember this, but people like um, Bradley Clyde and Laurie Daly missed a lot of football. Yeah, for the Raiders, and they'd play uh, the first game of State of Origin, then it'd be out for like three weeks. Come back for the next game of State of Origin, then it'd be out. Papali backs up every time. He hasn't. Mm. He plays Origin games. He backs up every single oh, time. Look, yeah, no, we love you, Papa. We absolutely love you. He and, definitely, and you know, he earns his paycheck. However much he's getting paid. Yeah, he's earning it. He's earning it, and and hopefully he's getting a lot. Don't know what the details of that. Uh, another reason to be cheerful is the Eels are really falling to pieces at this stage, and they come into the last match of the season against the West Tigers, farewelling Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence. They're going to give a good account of themselves, yeah. and they're going to be going up against a person they don't like in Ryan Madison. If the West Tigers don't have ma- uh, motivation to take out the Eels in that last match and give us, assuming we can beat both the Sharks and the Warriors... Um, give us that spot in the four, I don't know what. That is our best chance. I, I cannot see, and I've looked at it from every angle, how... Is Russell Packer playing, or is he... He'll be playing, yeah, yeah. I, I've looked at it from every angle how the Broncos might possibly beat the Eels. There's this no weekend. chance. I, I just can't there see is, it. There there is, is, there's no... no... As soon as Payne Haas pulled out, I went, yeah, no, nah, that's not going to happen. You look at the... Um, and this is, this is where I think the NRL is in a, a bit of a problem. Obviously, it doesn't affect us and doesn't upset us too mm. much. Uh, as, you know being fans of one of the better teams, but the golf this year, oh. for the finals to be over, you know, yeah, well, yeah. the top eight decided two weeks out. Yeah. And you look at the matchups and the odds yeah. um, for going into this week, it's like the AFL. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the 13 pluses, are, you know, you're getting on five or six of the matches, yeah. they're below $2. For yeah, well, that's, plus that's wins. My, my criticism of the AFL the last 10 plus years is half the games aren't even worth watching because 
the result is such a foregone conclusion. Yeah, you know exactly who's going to win. But the thing about the NRL is, you know, nine out of ten games, although there's a favourite going in, the other team's got a good chance. But yeah, the last few weeks and this week, especially half those games, you know. Yeah, no. I that, can't see it's trying Broncos to winning. It's, I can't see the Broncos I, winning. I can't even see them getting in within one to 12. You know, speaking of those who are out there for betting, uh, I just can't gamble see responsibly, it. Gamble responsibly, gamble responsibly. Yeah, and I, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you're doing more than a $5 bet on any state, you're betting too much, people, you know, and there's a reason why the bookies uh, That's drive... That's all you're allowed. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason why the bookies are driving Mercedes and you're driving a beaten up XL. You know, that's the way. Um, because, you know, you're throwing all your money out at there. But you're looking at that, you know, the ladder. And people are saying there's there's four sides that reasonably win it. I, I'd, um, I'd extend it to five sides that can win it. But you've got Penrith, you know, the top eight of Penrith, Melbourne, Roosters, Parramatta, Canberra, South Sydney... And Newcastle, we've clearly known that through halfway through the season that they would pretty much be in the eight. The but only one that really dropped away that I thought would be in the eight that really dropped away is um, Manly. And Manly dropped they, away. When Tom Trevojevic got injured. And... That's a big thing because they've been playing that game of holding teams down and resetting their line and they were getting away with it last year like every other side was. And this year when they're not able to because of the six again... Um, they've been exposed, and without Trebojevic there, they just haven't had anything, and the other, they, they've really fallen over. They've only yeah. won seven out of 18 matches. Yes, the other problem with Manly, and it's just come out today, uh, they've given Fenua Blake permission to leave the club. He wants to leave Sydney, apparently. Yeah, all, all these, I want to leave Sydney, this, that, I want to move back to Brisbane. Yeah. There's always a monetary motive behind it, because he's probably signed on at Manly for... for less than he, you know, deserves as one of the premier props in the game. Yeah. And the problem that Manly now has is, and, you know, this is what something we've obviously had to try and avoid, Yeah, is they've got a third of their salary cap in... in no, sorry, yeah, a third of the salary cap in three players. In three, three players. players on a million dollars. And they're great players. They're yeah. absolutely great By players. By then, it, you're left with not much else. But one of them's thin. not a spine player. And that's the other problem. You can have three of your players having a third of your salary cap as long he as... He plays it's... like a spine player. I don't think he does. I don't think Jake Trebojevic, as he good as he like is... A half. I don't think he does. I, he's got an offload in him, and he's a very good player, don't get me wrong, but when they've been struggling this season, he hasn't been able to get them back from there. He's been workhorsing rather than actually creating. And you look at, go over to Penrith, and you look at Isaiah Yo, who, as a lock, doesn't have a patch on Jake Trebojevic. If you're choosing between the two of them for a rep game, you will go Jake Trebojevic every day of the week. But Isaiah Yo is being a playmaker at the moment. Mm. He really is. He's putting sides away and he's been clever about it. Jake's not able to do that at the moment. You just not... And think how much cheaper Yo is to Jaboyevic. Oh, but still, on reason to be cheerful, the Eels are looking bad, so we've still got a chance at fourth. Um, and this weekend, we've got a Sunday game during the day, which is actually nice. Yeah, great. Come down and wish the pork a happy birthday if you see me, which is great. 57. Yeah, 57. Uh, it's getting on now. You know, the numbers are really starting to pack up. Um, but reason to be cheerful and, uh, you know, raise this with the coach in the week saying, listen, it doesn't matter if we get fifth. You know, the run in from fifth is pretty awesome. You know, we take the Sharks, we'll get them at home. Well, this uh, is the thing. It looks like we will play the Sharks two, we'll weeks, sharp, in two weeks in a row. But yeah. we'll play them at home. We'll beat them. Then we'll get the Eels getting rejected out of the eight. Um, we'll beat them because they got nothing. Then we play the Roosters up in Sydney. Of course, we're going to take them out because we're just better than the Roosters. And then we play the Storm in the grand final. It's easy. It's nothing like a team going out of the finals in straight sets, isn't it? I re remember the Sharks finished the minor premiers. When was yeah, that? Was uh, that like 89? 99. 99. But in, in, when, yeah, in our run as well, and Souths as well. I think 89, did Souths come? Souths were first in 89. Yeah, and, and they went, went straight out straight up. sets. Yeah. Balmain and us. Yeah, that was, that was unfortunate for them because that was a good side. But you know what? History is told they were pretty crap. People say that it's going to happen to Penrith. They're going to go out in, in straight sets. I, I it could. Still, it could. I think they're good enough. And I think the very fact they haven't had to leave Sydney is really helping their cause. Oh, look, it's and, and that's that's the thing that's helped Parramatta and Penrith so much this year. The advantage yeah. they've had is favourable draws, and they've been playing all their games effectively. In, yeah, at home. They, no at home. longer than an hour away on a bus trip. And... Um, but looking at the Dragons' win last week, um, Hudson Young, of course, won the land speed records, Blake and the Pork Man of the Match. So, Huddo, there is a $10 land speed records voucher underneath the counter waiting for you, along with those for Dynamis Louie, for John Bateman, for George Williams, for Jack Whiten, uh, Jordan Rapiner. Who am I missing? Jordan Rapiner's got one now. Yeah, he's got one. one. Yeah, no, CK. And CK's got one as well. 
Yeah, Rappiner got one. No, nah, he didn't. He get absolutely one. did get he one. Does, he doesn't have one. He does. It, Jordo, if you come in, there's a $10 voucher behind the thing for you. Landspeed Records will be on it. Make no mistake. Just ask for Byron. He won't see you wrong. Blake will, yeah. Obviously. Tell him to put it on the Porks account. Yeah, yeah. Put it on the Porks account. Absolutely. I'll stump up for that. You're a genius. Um, uh, great defence in the Dragons win. Um, we've already talked about the Papa hit on McInnes, but in general, two tries went in um, to the young man with the excellent mother. I think we'll all agree she was she was one out of the box. I think everyone enjoyed um, what's his name's mum from out in the back blocks. She was good value. Um, two tries they got in. Apart from that, they made one decent break, and I think a lot of people missed it. But Semi actually shut that one down and stopped what looked to me like an obvious try in main play because he's not actually a winger. He's a half slash centre who's been playing out in the wing. But apart from that, we blew through them. We yeah. looked we looked a cog better than them. Um, two cogs, three cogs better than them, to the point we ended up playing with them a bit. It's a confidence booster, those sort of wins. Yeah, but my only concern is it's all going the left side. Yeah. I want I want to see the stuff going back onto the right side. I want to see that being developed because Bateman's out there, Kotrick's out there, Rapana's out there. I want to see them play football. Um, and we're currently all going the left-hand side. And I know they'd seen that they had the kid out there on that wing and they attacked him and they did it with wonder. And the Ella... Whitehead grubber through that got picked up by Toots was really that was a great try. quite wonderful. But I still think the best try was George Williams' kick that jacked up. Rapiner got got that brilliant offload away, and then it came through to Jack, who only had to beat four people, <laughs> and then smashed through <laughs> them like they weren't there. I think that was the try of the match for mine. I thought that was absolutely awesome. But I, all all up, it was good. I think. Um, Sammy Valamai got in a lot of grief about not getting under the bomb, dropping a few things, missing a few tackles. But Going for the intercepts when he should have stayed on his man. But like, I think the second half, he really came up he still He still makes me nervous, but, you know, my thoughts on it is he's pretty much gone straight from no football and junior football mm. to first grade. And it's a big... It is. It's a big step up, but it's one, you know, the 2020 has brought these things on. Not having reserve grade for him to play against, yeah, yeah. you know, adults and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, it I agree. Makes, it does make it tough. But he I, may, I, I, I was hoping, was I was hoping that uh, Scott would be back this week. Yeah, I was hoping too. And, or Oldfield would be back, and Semi would be on the extended bench. Hoping we get Curtis and Oldfield next week. Obviously, um, they've decided not to rush it. Well, and this week um, we've got a few things to look at. But first, before we go into that, we have a listener of the week. Listener of the week this week is. Uh, He's actually been a guest on this show he before. He has been a guest on the show. But um, he hasn't actually been a listener of the week, and it's um, Craig Norenberg's. Yes. The, the Blake and the Porks New Zealand uh, correspondent. Yeah, and, and, and a great correspondent of that. And, and Craig and I go back a long, long way, as it turns out. Back in 1994, we were both sacked, or was it 95? We were both sacked at the 10 Capital Newsroom on the same day. Uh, I got taken back in two days later and he went off to the wild world where he ended up going over to England, worked for Sky News Sports and won awards, came back and ended up uh, coming into SBS, running the sport there before he ended up running Sky Sport. Um, we did very well and then ended up being my boss at ABC Grandstand. Yeah, well, he's, he's unlike us, he's had an interesting and colourful career that's sort of, you know... Yeah. Well, we've just stayed in Canberra. Stayed here and done absolutely <laughs> jack. Craig, Craig's gone around. Of course, um, you know, he, he's, he's got a wonderful... I want to give him a shout-out too because Craig has a very large following on Twitter. He does. And he also always very kindly retweets... He does indeed. Uh, ...our show and various things to his, you know, 30,000-plus yeah. um, followers. So thanks, Craig. And his wonderful boy, Tommy, who is a, a devotee of this show and a devoted Raiders supporter as well, um, also listens to it. So hats off to you as well, Tommy. I know we're going to put you in there with the the, the greatest second-tier supporters along with Eddie and Matthew, who, of course, are you know, devotees of this show, being our sons. So, yeah, well on, Chuck. You know, the, the one thing about him was I first met him, he was working for old Chapo, if you yeah. remember. Chapo. Dirty Chapo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got some, everyone's got stories about Chapo. If you don't have stories about Chapo, you weren't in Canberra in the 90s, were you? No. Um, but uh, the one thing that really struck me about him was he was very friendly, Craig Norberg. So we got along straight away. But he used to wear so much aftershave you couldn't breathe around him. Oh, I hate that. And there was a particular journo there, a producer, whose name I can't remember. She went off Channel 7 Louise somewhere. who took a dislike. What was he, Brute 33, Old Spice? I have no idea, but I couldn't breathe around him. I had to tell him <laughs> eventually. But yeah, listener of the week, great bloke, great friend of mine for many, many years. Uh, and he's the Blake and the Pork listener of the week. But uh, there are some things that made me irritated. In fact, you might say they ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? 
you know what grinds my gears? The continued failings of the bunker. Now, they can't. They can't get it right, can they? It's laughable. But it's not just one week they make a decision that does something, and then the next week they make it in reverse. Yeah. I mean, we go back a few. Like weeks. I said to you with the obstruction, I now have no idea what they're going to call. They don't have any idea yeah. about what it is, and it's come to the point where I'm a huge fan of replays. I think they're in. You know, people laughed at the captain's challenge that it wouldn't be there. It is now ingrained. The captain's challenge is a useful thing, and the amount of times it's been successful demonstrates why it's there. Yeah. I think there should be one for each side, each half. Yeah. Um, because uh, they're effective. Because you got to the match last week. Um, I've forgotten which one it was, where basically they wanted one of the sides wanted to appeal it, and um, Chech and actually they'd say you've already used your challenge. It was the dragons against us, was it? Yeah, because Chech came on in the second. Oh, half. that's right, because G got injured. Yeah. But they'd already used it. And yeah. I, I personally think they would have lost that challenge too. Yeah, they would have. But they were going to challenge it anyway, and they were certain of it. And But the thing is, you need them because the bunker's getting things so damn wrong. The obstruction, who the hell knows what's happening. You had the, the shirt pull um, sin bin for the Warriors player a few weeks ago where the replay clearly showed that was not worth it. You go back to Bailey Simonson getting sin binned yeah. against the Storm. That's one of, the, that's one of the, the more bizarre ones. Well, you give the Canberra Raiders those two points back because, don't forget, they scored a try while he's off and they scored an, another try before he came on. And in that match, we lost it by less than 12 points. If the Canberra Raiders win that match against the Melbourne Storm, and all of a sudden we're, we're on 26 points right now and the Storm are down at 28, well, we're already in the eight. All we have to do is win our remaining matches. Parramatta's out already. We're in the eight already. And we're actually thinking that if either in the, the Roosters or the Storm... Yeah, in the four. Yeah. We're already thinking. And that's one of those things where it clearly was not a sin bin. And yet the bunker said that it was. Yeah, bizarre. You know, and, and it just continues. And and Annesley's coming out saying, oh, people are going to have to leave. Well, Graham, let me encourage you to be the first person. Let me, because some of the shit that's come out of your mouth, trying to justify some of the incredibly bad decisions that have come out of it, are ridiculous. And when you defended, you know, um, and I do not like Chris Sutton in any way, shape or form, but he had the decision right about Jack Whiten, you know, behind him. And he came out and said he was wrong. And yeah. he wasn't. You know, what's the point of the bunker? You know, it should not be that difficult to get it right. And it grinds my gears, Blake. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Now we're going to move on to our next... The highlight of the show for most people. Well, it's my highlight anyway. Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> I notice here on the running sheet you've, you've misspelt it because you've written Ask Clown. It's definitely <laughs> Ask Clown. A-S-S-C-L-O-W-N. 82% of people... Agree with me. Anyway, and Donald Trump got elected president. Doesn't mean they were yeah, right. Yeah, he didn't get he didn't get eighty eight percent. He got like about thirty two percent. But anyway. you again, you're talking about the, a popular vote. And, you know, and we're talking about a popular vote with rugby league fans. So what do they know anyway? No, the listeners of this show are, are very highly educated. Are they? Yeah. Uh, just from my perspective, if eighty eight percent of you that actually voted in Gilby Gillard's poll and you're still dead to me, Gilby, um, went that you're idiots. Because it's Ask Clown. Anyway, Ask Clown of the Week. Well, who have you got? I've got Josh Maguire. He's 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 uh, a perpetual... He's just an idiot. Yeah, he's a jerk. I mean, yeah, he is. I mean... He's one of those players that at the end of his career, no one will... The other the fraternity will not want to know. No, no one wants to know. But I mean, imagine getting driven out of the Brisbane Broncos because you're an arsehole. Yeah. I mean, imagine what level of turd you have to be for that to be the case. Well, oddly enough, Griffin likes him, so apparently he wants to bring him down to um, to the Dragons. Well, I think at this stage, the the, the Cowboys may well say righto. Yeah. Because Todd Payton's not all about that sort of stuff at all. No. So, um, yeah, and if he goes down to there. But the issue is he stands alone. He's not a team player. And, yes, he is actually a talented player and he's good, but he eye gouges. And then he stands up from an, you know, a tackle where, yes, it was the Storm, but it was nowhere near as bad as what the Storm can do in a tackle, gets up and calls Grant Atkins the C-word. Yeah. What did he think was going to happen? And yep. in that moment, he lost his sight any chance in that match. And he, for that, is my ass clown of the week. My ass clown of the week is Chris Gary of Seven News or whatever the hell he is. Oh, he, yes. used to, he used to be he used to be at the Career Mail, I think, and now he's a, seven. he's a Brisbane journalist and he's the one who came out with the whole story that Josh Papali was thinking about um, asking for an early release so he could return to Queensland. Now, yep. basically, there was no basis to this story. None. He pretty much made it all up. Josh Papali said those comments about, well, he would have to consider his parents before he re-signed a new contract, which was clearly, you know, some sort of negotiating tactic. He had to say something, you know, you got to have some 
case in a in a negotiation. But uh, and then I think Chris Gary then has rung, you know, the Broncos and um, the Titans. Titans. Would you be interested in Josh Papali if he was available? Uh, no, what, of course what, not. Yeah. Oh, oh, Josh, Josh, who? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, and that I'm was not, that was the basis of his I'm whole not story. Sure if Chris Gary's made it all up. We're not sure of that, obviously, but we're, we'll make that allegation at this stage, tongue in cheek, basically for the basis of the fact that there was no substance to it whatsoever. But you know, like having just had a a run in with Mark Gottlieb, who's also a, a Brisbane-based journalist, and uh, if followers out there were noting, I did in fact win a case of beer for being right and him being completely and utterly wrong. Um, Chris Gary's one of these clowns that. Every year has put the Raiders, probably not this year, but every year has put the Raiders down as as his number one candidate to get the spoon. I think mm. I had some engagement with him on Twitter years ago. So, yeah, well, Chris Gary, you're an ass clown. You always have been. You always will be. Right, Chris Gary, ass clown of the week from Blake. But now, do we have a Blake on the burst this week? We do. So um, Blake on the burst. Blake on the burst. Straight into it. Raiders fans giving it to Jerry Kroger. It's still happening. People are still calling for him to be dropped and saying that he's not good enough and all the rest of it. He would make any team in the NRL just about. The only team I ever thought that maybe he wouldn't get picked for in the centres last year would have been the Roosters. Yep. And apart from that, he would make just about any team. Teams, there's, most teams of the comp would be more than happy to have him for his leadership, for his goal kicking, and for his ability in the centres. I mean, every now and then, he has been monstered by a bigger centre, but not that often. No, not, not that, that often. often. And his goal kicking this season has been... Absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And some is some is sleight of hands in his passing, and yeah, his ability to score tries off kicks. I mean, we didn't need him to get all his kicks against the Dragons last week, but it turned what would have been a decent sized win if you'd missed fifty percent of it into a big win because he didn't miss any of it. Like, and he's kicking from his non-preferred side. And I was sitting there watching. I think, oh, this is the final challenge over the black dot. He you know, missed one, didn't he? I think he missed one in that game, but I only He won. did. Early on in the mm. match, he missed one from out wide. But the rest, they, they were all <laughs> over the black dot. It, it was it was absolutely... But remarkable. also, too, for him to be dropped, there would have to be a better option. Yeah, there would have to be... And, and, and who, pray tell, is that? Exactly. Who, pray tell, is that better option right now, people? Tell me. You know, Stand by him, stand by him. Because like I say, you talk to fans of other clubs, and they all rate him. The only people that don't seem to rate him, for yeah. whatever reason... Yeah. Are uh, this very vocal minority of Raiders fans, and I don't get it. Oh, it's get it. it's absolutely ridiculous. Like he he's kicking now at eighty five percent this season, and he's either the the top or the second top goal kicker. Yeah. I put him. Well, Smith's been amazing this year. Uh, so the three top goal kickers, in my opinion, are Cameron Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Adam Reynolds, yeah, and Jared. They're the three standouts by far. And right. some of the other teams have got some very dicey kickers. Yeah, that's and right. It's, and it's proven the difference actually for them in games. I'm just working it out. He's missed nine kicks. Nine kicks this season. That's That's it. That's that's all he's missed. He's landed 60. He's missed nine. And when you actually look at where our tries have been scored, they've been scored mostly out wide. Yeah. So he's missed nine kicks out of of 69. That's that's remarkably good. Um, So, yeah, why on earth people would be doing that? Pull your heads in, you know. Exactly. He's our captain. A bunch of wombats. Yeah, you bunch of (laughs) bloody wombats. We've already looked at reasons to be cheerful. That was good. But let's just remind you that Papa won't leave you, Henry. Um, but this weekend we got the uh, the Warriors. Again, it's a must win and we've got to win big. Yeah. Well, you look at that Warriors team mm. and it, on paper, it looks very ordinary. It looks very weak. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we've been in this situation against the Warriors before yes, the last couple of years. Last season, in fact. And where they've had nothing to play for and they've come here. And there was that golden point one we just won a few years ago. And then last year... Yeah, yeah we, in the we, last round. We yeah. rested Papali, I think. We rested um, CNK and we rested uh, Bateman. Yeah, right. In that match. And uh, and we lost it. Yeah, we lost it. And we lost it. And that was the one where Hutto got done for the eye gouge on Pompey. Pompey, yeah. And, um, yeah, that wasn't good. Because so. if you look at that, I don't know if we'll go through the teams or not, but I, I had a look at the Warriors team on paper. And that team, you compare it to our side, and especially our side at full strength, outside of RTS, Roger, there's not too many players that would mm. make a... I mean, all, I'm happy to see Jack Murchie going so well but case yeah, in no, point he, like is, he is going well over case there. in point you know he's not even in our best 20 no he's not and, and he's a starter in that team and they've got um, in that team Papali'i uh, Lawton and Burr in their front row which is adequate yeah okay that's adequate 
Um, then they've got uh, Tahu Harris, who is a great player, and then our Jack Murchie, who we happily let go in the second row, who has been playing well in attack, but that's not the reason we let him go. Yeah. We let him go because his frailties around the ruck in defence. Then they've got Just Tavanga, who's fine at hook, at, at, at pro, uh, lock and can do things there. Harris DeVita has started to show some form in the halves. He's been scoring some good tries. He can kick a good goal. Cody Nicarima. He's in like half. Samson in reverse. He cut his hair off and now he's a better player. Yeah, yeah. I didn't he, recognize him at first, but yeah. No, he actually looks like a, you know, like you might have him round your house, you know, bring him in as opposed to before, which was like call the cops. Um, <laughs> then you've got Cody Nicarima in the halves, who does like scoring a try against the Raiders, does know the way through our line, but his defense isn't crash hot. I'll tell you who was a scary Warriors player, had a scary haircut. James Gavet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's in the UK now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you've got Hiku and Kieran in the centres. Now, Hiku is great. Hiku's maybe when I was saying that no one would make our team more there's an argument you could have have Hiku and the other one I guess Harris I missed as well but apart from them yeah uh, Adam Kieran probably wouldn't you've got Pompey and Perham on the wings now that is a long way from Fusatoa and Malmolo who's gone gone back to New Zealand you know they they are big outs aren't they yeah they are really big but then you've got RTS at the back now RTS I will not be surprised if he gets the Dally M this year because when the Warriors have done something, it's because he's there. He isn't just, He's a good bloke for a starter. Like He always gives you the time of day. He gave you the time of day before he was a starter. When he was just on the Roosters' wings and he was in the 20s, he was nice to people, and he's continued that. So I want you to know, whatever you think of RTS, think highly no, no, of him because like he's a decent like human. Him. But he's a superstar. He's a Dalian winner for a good bloody reason. He had a brother as well who at the Roosters, I think, just fallen, dropped off the radar. Oh, I think it was like, um, what was um, Ben Barber's mum and Barber got picked up by the Broncos as part of the package deal. Never played. John Papali? Yeah, John Papali's a great player. Um, then we got on the bench, they've got Wade Egan, who, you know, whatever. Then they've so got, He's got a sweet mo. They've That's got Adam that. Blair, who who the hell knows what you're going to get. He's, oh, he's Forrest Gump's he needs He needs to retire. He needs to retire. Yeah, I think he's squeezing every he's, last he does, he doesn't even He doesn't even have the energy to be a grub anymore. Yeah, that's how that's much right. he's given up on the game. You've got Katoa, and then you've he's got like Darius Boyd. He's Tom just, Ale. He's just stinging around for his paycheck. And Tom Ale's on the bench. It's not even Jermaine Ale. It's Tom Ale. He hasn't played a game. So, you know, you've got to stuff. Yeah, here's, here's a quick... Um, mm. Here's a quick uh, stop the pork for you. Oh, yes. What was Jermaine Ale's most famous thing he ever did? Oh, I can't remember. The fact that I remember his name's good, so you must have. He done punched something. out Dave Gleason at the private bin after the Screaming Jets. Do you remember years ago the Screaming Jets uh, did a concert yeah, after? Yeah, they, oh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a concert after the game. The Screaming they brought the Screaming Jets to perform, and then later that night at the private bin, or maybe it was Moose Heads. I don't know. Either Why way, would you punch Jermaine, out Jermaine Dave Ailes Gleason? Punched out Dave Gleason. Why on earth would you do that? <laughs> Dave Gleason. Why would you punch out Dave Gleason? He's a nice bloke. I mean, he's not a dick. Okay. He's all right. He doesn't harm anybody. Uh, the Raiders, we got Louis, Havili, and Papali in the front row. Whitehead and Bateman in the second row. Tarpanay, oh, Joe Tarpanay, how good are you? Oh, unbelievable. Um, at lock. Um, we got uh, Georgie Williams and Jack White in the halves. We got Rapiner and Croker in the centres with Kotrick and Valame on the wings. We got CNK at the back. The bench is Starling, uh, Ryan Sutton, Hudson Young, and Corey Huriranaira. But now we get to the, the bit. That uh, everyone wants to know the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? And this is where it gets interesting. So this week, the extended bench for the uh, Warriors is a bunch of people whose names I have only heard of one of them, and that's Jared Beal. Uh, got a young bloke on there called Rocco Berry. Nice. Um, no details about Rocco at all, so you know, not surprising there. Then we got a young man called Turner. Uh, Paul Turner's his name again. No details on him. And then we got a person by the name of Curran, uh, Josh Curran. I think we've heard of Josh Curran before. Mm, I don't know that I But have. I don't think there are any there. But on our extended bench, we've got uh, Sammy Williams, the great Sammy. On your Sammy. Keeping it real on the extended bench. we got Matt Frawley. we got uh, Tomoko, Matt Tomoko, and then Sia Soliola. You see, you did the, the extended bench uh, segment better this week. Because you didn't reveal the big name on the extended bench, like that's what you did last time. Anyway, the extended bench, I did, but the extended yeah. bench goes to the Raiders this this week because apart from Jared Beal, I don't know who the rest of the other people are. So it goes to the Raiders by default. The question the is the return of Cia Soliola, and Cia Soliola is going to return this weekend. So who is dropping out, Blake? If I was to pick someone um, before they name the team, I thought the possibility that Halevi might miss out, which I was against, but I thought there was a possibility. 
he might miss out because Ricky's shown a tendency to drop him out of the 17 at times in the past. But now, um, based on the team and who's in the 17, I think it's Corey Herrera Nara. I think that's potentially. I think that's who would be going out as well. I think the, there's only two other candidates who might drop out given his position is front row. And that would be Ryan Sutton and or Dynamis Louis. I yeah, think you can't drop now, Louis. I don't, Louis the, you the can't ball drop stealing. Sutton either. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. So it's got to be CHN. But the bigger question and You can't comes, drop Hudson Young. You can't drop any of them. No, the bigger question comes from me is, next week I believe we're going to have Curtis Scott and uh, Oldfield back. Now, if we have those back, we know that Ricky likes playing a back on the bench. Yeah. And Oldfield fits that mould because not only can he cover back positions and all, all four of the back positions... But he can also, at a pinch, go into the back row. So Oldfield would go into there. Obviously, Curtis Scott would go in, and we'd see Sammy Vellame drop out of the squad entirely in that yeah. case. But who makes way for Oldfield? And that that's a very interesting question because it's one of those horrible things that Ricky would have to go through. But it's And it's, it's a nice thing, they say, but it's not nice when it actually comes down to who are you dropping off the bench out of... I mean, we've got Starling, Sutton, Young... And assuming Soliola on this wing, we're not dropping Soliola out because he's made, you know, like, unless he's completely out of form, which I doubt. If Sia says he's fit, he's fit. And it's a facial <laughs> fracture, so he's been in full training the entire yeah. time. Um, Hudson Young, you're not dropping for love nor money. Um, Ryan Sutton, I find it hard to drop at the moment because he's gone into the front row rotation. He can cover both, all the back row positions. And play big, big minutes. Big minutes. Yeah. So I'm doubting it's going to be him. Havili and Starling, I think we need both of the hookers there yeah. because I'm not sure Starling can do a full 80 yet. And if that's the case, you know, we're coming up into... I'm not sure we'd, we'd want to drop that. So who on earth do you drop to put Oldfield on the bench? Maybe you just don't have Oldfield on the bench. It's a tough one. But I know, yeah, Ricky has shown a, a like to have him back on the bench. And, and oddly enough, every time that he puts one on there, they're needed. They've always had that's to come right. in. And that's why I think it's right. I think we've Whether from, you know, you think back to um, BJ and the firework, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and Simonson, Simonson was, was on the bench there. and he scores he was the first on, try. And he was on before <laughs> for a kickoff. Yeah. And, you know, they still try to make that an actual... I know. Um, that was ridiculous. An actual thing. And, and, and it's it, changed. It, but it came down eventually. They went, no. When we've done something, our duty of care has been failed and it's yeah. impacted on the thing. It's we can't ridiculous. go through with, oh, you've been injured running down the tunnel, so therefore it's a thing. It's like, you've been running down the injury because we failed our duty of care and the next match that, that evening... That they didn't down, have the crappy they sparklers. Had no, they had the thing, but the fireworks <laughs> didn't go off. You will know they can. That one straight away, it's like, who the hell thought it was a good idea having fireworks where the players were running in? You ask At eye level. And his name is Nathan McGurk, by the way, is the operation manager of okay, that one, who still has not been sacked, in spite of the fact he was the one who was leading the trainers on the field in last year's grand final and is the reason why the ball was able to ricochet into a trainer because he wasn't doing his job. So whenever you hear the name Nathan McGurk, think to yourself, incompetent. Hi, this is Sia Soliola. Why are you listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork? You should go do something useful instead, like helping people in your community. Who's got a lift? This week, I've got two candidates. Sammy, Valami. Yeah, Valame, Val- Valami, I'm not sure how to say it, but um, your second half, you did lift. You took the ball. <clears throat> you, you knew you had nothing to lose, so you went for it. You've got to start that way and continue playing that way. This isn't a time for standing back and being scared. This is a time for saying, I want the ball. Give me the ball. I'm going to go through and have confidence... Not just that we've got to play you anyway, but have confidence that we've all seen enough from you that we know you've got it. So back yourself, listen to your your players around you as well, but go for that ball. Don't stand back because faint heart never won fair lady. You know, go for that. Don't ball. go for the it. intercept. Stay on your man. The yeah, Ramsey, that was the guy who was. Yeah, Ramsey. Ramsey. But, 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 Ramsey's mum. But go for it. But you got a lift. But the number one, and I did it last week as well. Who's got a lift? It's Jack Whiten. He's got to lift every week. That's the thing. If the Raiders are to win in 2020, and I genuinely believe we can, I genuinely believe this is not a lost cause by any stretch of the imagination that the Raiders can, are a red-hot chance to lift that trophy. Even if we don't make the four, I believe we're a red-hot chance to make it in and win it, um, is Jack Whiten. And the thing is, he has to make that jump. And he's made a lot of it. He's gone from being the, the idiot kid who do dumb things but had potential... Trampoline boy. Yeah, trampoline boy, um, you know, 
assaults in the street, getting hit by people randomly who run away, which was sort of funny. <laughs> um, but he, I, had, I had a theory as well about Jack White and why he hadn't come in to um, pick up his gift vouchers yet. Was it? Isn't he banned from Civic? I don't know. Maybe, probably not anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's two waiting for you here, by the way, Jack, and hopefully three by the end of this weekend. Um, but the issue is he has to make that jump from being a player with lots of promise who does his own thing to being the leading player in the side. In 2009, Jared Haynes stood up for the Parramatta Eels and said, I'm that guy. In 2008, Terry Campisi stood up for the Raiders and said, I'm that guy. And he was that guy. And 2006, Darren Lockyer stood up for the Broncos and said, I'm that guy. Jonathan Thurston, 2015, I'm that guy. It is your turn to stand up and go from being this good player who's solid and people should be wary of to the player that makes the opponent shit their pants. And it is your turn to not just want the ball, but demand the damn ball because you're going to make that happen and make all the other sides go, oh my God, is Jack going to run it? Is he going to kick it? Is he going to pass it? I don't know, but I'm terrified. Well, that's the Campisi thing. And it was, Campisi had the potential. And then suddenly I think it just, you know, once... Uh, the pace went. Oh, the pace went. And once he did his knee, it was never the same. But once um, Todd Carney left the team and he realised that he had to, you know, he could do it on his own. Yeah. And he believed in himself. Yeah, he, had nothing he was to unstoppable. Lose. He was unstoppable. And but that's the thing. He was always there, but he just had to have the self belief. Everyone's been deferring to Josh Hodgson, and rightly so. He's our, he's our number one player. He's our best playmaker. Everyone's been deferring to him. He's not there. And the number two behind that, the the person, the heir apparent to that role, isn't George Williams. George Williams is organising the team. He's running around the park. He's doing a great job. This is not his role to step up. The role it is to step up is Jack Whiten. Jack Whiten must step up into this role. And if he does, if he comes flying home now and it hammers that line, hits it like a, a train every time, or pops the pass when he gets up to dangerous runners on either side, or does his great kicks, but just puts them all in those minds that Nathan Cleary is currently putting oppositions yeah. in, but doesn't possibly have the running game that Jack Whiten does, we can not just win this, we can win it well. Yeah. And and that's who's got to lift. Now, do you have a Blake Stradamus for me this week? I don't. You don't have any predictions. Well, I have a pork Stradamus for you. There will be a surprise return from injury before the end of this season. There will be. Now, I will tell you that we've heard in the in the press this week that uh, a young man by the name of Emre Gula might not be seen again this weekend. He will be. Emre Gula will be seen again this season. I don't know about Corey Horsburgh. I don't think he will be. I think a Liz Frank injury is one that you can't play around with and you can't, you know, because if that goes during a match, there's nothing. But Emre Gula had a fractured leg 10 weeks ago. Bones heal. Bones heal. You know, chicks dig scars. You know, and, and he's ready. He's ready and he'll be back any minute now. Um, so he'll be back. But I just got a feeling, I've been watching a certain player, and I'm not going to name any names, just doesn't look like he's had a major surgery on his... Lower extremities. I, uh, walking around, moving. Because with... I saw Bailey Simonson the other day in Civic, and yeah, he's definitely not coming back. And yeah. he was, he was, also, he was out of the, he's left the bubble, which is yeah, why. Yeah, he's Robocop. But another player hasn't left the bubble, and I've been watching him. And you think he looks not that bad. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been it's thinking that at a pinch, if one made a preliminary final, that it's not get him some of Ruben. Get him some of Ruben Wickie's carver, yeah. and anything's possible. Anything's possible. I'm not going to name any names here, but I must say when I approached the club and said, that person over there does not look like what a person looks like from my 30 years of closely following the game after a major surgery like that. That player does not move like that. And I saw some things go. Now, I could be completely wrong, and I was... I think you are probably... I was up. rebutted most furiously by the club. But I also thought in the rebutting, I was being rebutted perhaps a little bit too furiously. Mm. Anyway, don't Time be surprised. Don't be tell. surprised. You heard it first. And before we sign off, just if you haven't already, get online and go find Dennis Carnahan's Rugby League the Musical album. It's out there right now on iTunes. It's out there Spotify, on Spotify, Apple Music, all those. Download it. He's the one who brings you... Stream it. You don't really download things anymore, Paul. Oh, I'm old school, you know that. Still got a DVD player. Um... But, you know, like, he's, you know, the person behind the fantastic theme song for Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. The, the best theme song for any podcast anywhere for Rugby League. I don't think there's anyone who comes close to having one as good as ours. There no. should be an award for it. And if there was, we'd win it. Um, but, yeah, get online, do that. 
I actually did vote in the Aries this week, and did I you? didn't. I didn't. I don't know whether that wasn't a car- category. It musical, is a musical. Well, wasn't one I got to vote for, but I did vote. And I basically voted for the chats for pretty much everything. So the chats, the chats. You okay. don't know the chats, do you? I only know it from the Land Speed Records Twitter account, which <laughs> you should be following because it will tell you about all the new release vinyl that's coming out that you can get hold of, including some limited edition color ones. And you got to be quick because they sell out fast. Yeah. But anyway, you have been listening to the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And we'll talk to you again soon.